0: This story isn't as glitchy as most, but it's one of those stories where something happened that, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, because there's no reason for it to have happened like it did. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my 11-year-old son was on summer break at the time, so he was obviously home for most of the day, if... He wasn't out playing with his friends or doing what he does. One thing to know about my son is that he's super careful with everything, and he's always had this weird tendency to be overly cautious with things that he should only be simply cautious with. For instance, when he does the dishes, he won't wash the knives. He asks me to do it. This specific situation is because, about a year ago, he was doing the dishes for me after dinner, and he accidentally cut his finger on a ceramic knife when he was washing it. Yes, ceramic knives are very sharp, and he shouldn't have necessarily been washing it, but I'd forgotten that I had used it, and he had surprised me by doing the dishes for me, so that's when it happened and when it did, I definitely felt bad. His level of caution, though, has actually led to me worrying less about him doing dangerous things. I feel pretty confident that he's good about taking care of himself, and he knows what he should or shouldn't do. On to this weird glitch situation that happened. It was about a month ago, and like I mentioned, he was home on summer break. Being 11, He's been sleeping in, and I'm okay with that. He's a growing boy, and I'm not going to be weird about him having to get up early when he still had almost a month until school started. On the morning that this happened, I'd woken up at around 6, which is when my husband heads out to work. I got up, and I started doing my normal routine of showering and doing all my morning stuff. When I finished up, I was about to head out of the bathroom when something told me to stop moving. Almost like something had caught my attention, but I didn't know what. I looked around the room, thinking I had forgotten something, when a random box of bandages caught my eye. They were literally normal, standard, small cut covering bandages that had been on the bathroom shelf for months and there was absolutely no reason that they should have caught my eye. Something about them was weird, and for some reason I felt like I needed to grab them and bring them downstairs. I had no reason to do so. I had no idea why I felt that way, but I did, and I decided that I would just grab them and bring them down onto the coffee table to satisfy that weird feeling. I went about the rest of the morning as normal, and at around nine or so, my son woke up and came into the living room looking more groggy than normal. I wished him a good morning, and I made a bit of a joke about how tired he looked. He just kind of laughed and started walking toward the kitchen asking if we had oatmeal. I told him we did, and I told him where it was. I asked if he wanted me to make it, and he told me that he had it taken care of, so I just let him do what he was going to do, and went back to what I was doing. About two or three minutes later, I hear him make a weird, pained yelping noise, and come running into the living room with blood on his hand. I obviously jumped up and asked him what happened, and he tells me that he cut his hand while peeling an apple. We get him cleaned up, and I start to make my way upstairs to get the bandages, when I remembered that I had brought them into the living room only a couple hours prior. It was then that it kind of clicked for me. Had I somehow known that this was going to happen? I got him bandaged up and he was good as new, but this was still really weird to me. I actually asked him to explain what had happened, and he said that he had gotten an apple and gotten the peeler out to peel it. But then he had slipped, and he managed to hit his finger. I asked him why he was peeling an apple, as that was something he had literally never done. And he couldn't answer me. He literally had no reason to peel it. He's never complained about apple skins, he's never mentioned that he wants his apples peeled, and it's not something we've ever actually done in our household. It was even more strange that he had gone down the path of peeling an apple after saying he was going to eat oatmeal. This whole thing had me really thinking about things like premonitions and being able to predict the future, and whether or not that is a glitch in the Matrix. I was reading another story on the subreddit about glitches and things like this, and one of the comments mentioned that OP did something to set a whole list of actions into motion. And I wonder if that's what I did. Either I somehow predicted that he would need the bandage, or, by bringing them into the living room, I managed to put a weird process into motion, where my son wanted oatmeal, but then decided to peel an apple for literally no reason, and then cut his hand, just so the bandages could then be necessary. It's kind of terrifying to think that it's my fault in some weird way, but at the same time, intriguing to consider the possibilities. Long time lurker, first time poster... Before anyone asks, I don't think anyone is stealing from me or breaking in when I'm not home. I don't think my cleaning lady, kid, or a partner would take this stuff and move it like a sick joke. And I don't think I have early onset dementia or anything like that. And no, I'm not OCD. I just know where my stuff is and I learned at a really, really young age to have a place for everything, and everything in its place. I have always been a bit sensitive. Although I'm not a firm believer in the supernatural, I do think that the multi-world theory is at least plausible, the one where there are multiple universes running concurrently that sometimes overlap or intersect. Sometimes... Weird things happen to me, around me, and I've just largely learned to accept it and move on. When I was younger, I would have dreams about people who other people said simply did not and never had existed. I would know stuff before it happened, or remember stuff that I could have never known. I found lost stuff easily, and sometimes... Weird things happened where stuff that I knew I had just disappeared forever. I have lots of memories of things people swear never happened. Parents and siblings chalked it up to an overactive imagination of a highly creative and a bit of an odd child. I never quite felt in step with reality, but largely learned to deal with it and keep my trap shut about the stuff that I experienced, since it tended to weird people out. So, when the chance came up a couple of years ago, I took a leap of faith and bought the house that I grew up in as a kid, and I moved home. The house was exactly as I remembered it, down to the smell of the hard wood and the wood-stained smell. There were a few remodeling things that had been done, but for the most part I can still walk through the house with my eyes closed. Knowing how many steps it takes to get from one part of the house to another, and I found myself feeling peaceful, mentally, for the first time in a long time. I also tend to be pretty meticulous about where I put things. Items may seem disorganized to other people, but... There's a logical sense and order to where things go. However, more recently, I felt that weird pressure that I used to feel when things just weren't in sync, and now things are disappearing around me. A few weeks ago, I made a stew called bergou, which is a conglomeration of meats, vegetables, which I always cook in a tall aluminum stew pot. It takes hours to make, and so I only do that in a big batch, three or four times a year, and then I freeze the rest. This time was significant, because I was making it for a special occasion. When the cooking was done, the pot went into the sink to soak. My cleaning lady comes on Tuesdays and Fridays to help with certain tasks like the washing up and sweeping or mopping, and she remembers the pot because she had to scrub a little burnt-off stuff from the bottom. I know the pot was put away because I put it away myself after my helper washed out the pan. It went on the pot rack with the lid on top, just like it should. I went to grab the pot the other day to make a big batch of spaghetti sauce, and the entire pot is missing. The lid for it is right where it should be, but the pot is gone. We've searched everywhere for it, and it's nowhere to be found. It's even bothering my cleaning lady because I asked her if she knew where it went, and she couldn't find it anywhere either. Next, stuff seems to be missing from my bathroom medicine cabinet. I keep small pill bottles with labels on them for OTC medicines so that they stay organized. It's nothing expensive, Just basic things like OTC, antihistamines, nothing with ephedrine, think, like, Claritin, and migraine pills, diarrheal medicine, ibuprofen, etc. on the shelves. I actually have everything in a specific place because if I need something, I just know where to go for it. Several bottles of the -the over-the-counter medications are gone. Not empty, just gone completely empty space on the cabinet. I asked my partner to come look tonight, and he also said that there is stuff missing, because there's no empty space in the cabinet usually. And aside from him, me, and the cleaning lady, there's practically never anyone in the house. The kid comes home occasionally to do laundry, but there's no reason for them to take the whole bottle of aloe vera cooling gel from the cabinet. Later, I find this stuff in places that I would never think that I would put it, or move them to. Again, the cleaning lady and the partner or kid would have zero reason to move this stuff to the weird places that I've been finding it. Every time I experience these kind of glitches, it is just so super weird. This happened the other day, and it was seriously the weirdest thing that I have ever witnessed. It may not seem like much of an event, but it was certainly strange, and I have no idea how to actually explain it. I live on a side road that is attached to one of the main roads of my area, and they have the main road shut down partially due to construction. It's been going on for what feels like forever, but thankfully, as of late, they've been making strides in getting it all finished. Because they're doing it in bursts and sections, they have to block off certain parts and turns and put up detours. But it hasn't been much of a problem until they went into it this hard. When this happened, they had blocked off a rather large section a bit down the road to the right, after turning off my road onto the main one. It was basically set up to where, if you turned right off of my road, you would hit construction within a few moments and have to immediately turn around. There were no driveways, no side roads, nothing like that, so there were a lot of cars that were going that way and having to immediately turn back around. It was almost humorous because from the intersection... You could see that there was construction, yet people would still turn that way only to be sent back by the road being completely closed off. On to the event in question, my dad and I were sitting outside on the porch having a drink and enjoying the summer weather while talking about nothing in particular. We were watching people that went down the road and making a bet on how long it would be until we saw them make the U-turn and come back and laughing the whole time. Mostly because, again, you could see the construction when you turned that way, and if you were paying attention, you could see that there was a whole section where there was no road at all. It was just broken down concrete blocked off by roadblocks. As we were sitting there, we saw a bright red Mustang head down the road. I made a comment that it was one hell of a car because it was pretty clearly well maintained and taken care of. Then, when it got to the stop sign at the end, they hit their blinker to the right. My dad and I both threw out a number of how many seconds it would be until we saw him turn around. He turned to the right and started down the hill, and we just sat there waiting. We were both counting out the seconds and watching, but we were genuinely surprised when we didn't see it come back. We were both kind of scratching our heads, like, how long is he going to sit at that road close sign and just watching? After a couple of minutes, we both decided to walk down to the end of the yard to look at where the road ends to see if he was seriously just sitting there. But when we went and looked, the Mustang wasn't there. Somehow, this guy had just disappeared But there was no way that he would have taken that car off-road, and like I mentioned, there was nowhere to turn off of the road or go. It was completely and totally blocked. He didn't turn around like we weren't paying attention or anything like that, because we would have absolutely noticed the bright cherry red and very shiny Mustang. It was super weird. He was there... turned right towards the construction and then he was just gone neither of us had an explanation other than my dad joking about how it was a ghost car and if that's the case then there's a ghost out there that has damn good taste in cars and a decent amount of money to spend on one I have an incredibly trivial story that happened about two weeks ago, and while it is trivial, it absolutely ruined my day. I work at an office that has a lot of people in it, now that we're no longer worried about COVID, I guess, and because there are a lot of people there, it can be both loud and awkwardly quiet at seemingly random intervals. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like my office workers will get it. Sometimes people just don't know when to shut up, and sometimes it just feels weird to have that many people within 20 feet of you and nobody saying anything at all. To combat this, I have an incredibly cheap pair of earphones that I bought at Walmart that I keep at my desk at all times. When I say cheap... I think I paid like $12 for them, and while they aren't the best, they do the job good enough for me. Well, two weeks ago, I was sitting at my desk and listening to music on my phone when I got a notification for an impromptu meeting with a couple of my department heads. These meetings are usually just quick conversations about our current projects and what needs to be done by what day. So... They're not long, and not really a huge deal. I stood up, I took my earphones out, tossing them onto my desk, and I got hit with the really weird feeling of, they're not going to be there when you get back. I don't know why I thought this. I had never had this thought, nor the notion that they would ever disappear or be stolen from my desk, because they're cheap and kind of gaudy. I stood there for a moment and debated taking them with me to make sure they didn't disappear for whatever reason, but I had to make a quick decision, because I needed to get to the meeting. I decided to grab them, open the drawer on my desk, shut them in the drawer, and then lock it, figuring that that would keep them safe. I then went to the meeting like normal. When I came back, I set my system back up and got to the point where I was ready to get back to work when I got hit with that really weird feeling again. Except this time, I knew they were gone. I tried to open the drawer, but it was still locked. That gave me a little bit of mental relief for a moment because that meant that there was no way they would be gone. I unlocked the drawer and went to get them, and sure enough, they weren't there. I tore the drawer apart to find them, but they were 100% not there. They weren't in that drawer, the other drawer, nor were they anywhere on my desk at all. For all intents and purposes, my cheap, crappy earphones were completely and totally gone. I have no idea how or why they vanished, nor do I know how or why I knew they were going to vanish, but... I will say that I am beyond upset with myself for not just cramming them in my pocket when I went to the meeting. What's worse, I really don't see how it's possible that they disappeared. The drawer requires a key to unlock and lock. You can't open it when it's locked, obviously, without my key. There are only two people that have the keys. Myself, and the facility's manager, and he has a copy of every key... There would be no reason for him to come down to my desk specifically, open it, take my crappy earphones, and then relock it. I mean, I know for a fact this man makes more money than I do, and he can afford better earphones than $12 Walmart skull candy earphones. I guess I just have to accept that the universe, or the Matrix, decided I no longer needed those cheap earphones so it took them from me. Which sucks, because now I have to go buy new cheap earphones. I used to work at a daycare-like place that was fairly understaffed, meaning that we would all have multiple things we would have to do at the same time. We'd have to keep the kids in line, clean the messes, make their food, all pretty much at the same time. And sometimes things would have to be done halfway to be finished later because of that. The important part to note is that we were always busy and running around doing everything all at once. Because we were always going crazy, we had established a few rules with the kids one of which was no children in the kitchen. This may sound unimportant, but it is relevant and the kids are all really good about following this rule. This event happened about a month ago. During the day, it was me and one of the other girls that worked there, and she was trying to get the place cleaned up while I corralled the 13 kids that we would have on the daily. Like I said, They are all really good kids, and most of them are perfectly behaved in my opinion. I was playing with them, and talking with all of them, just keeping them entertained, when one of the quiet boys said my name. I look over at him, and I ask what's up. He says I need to come there, as and come over to him. I step over. Thinking he may have just had an accident and was embarrassed, so I lean down and I ask if he's okay or if he needs help with anything. He looks me dead in the face and says, There's no ravioli. I kind of stare at him confused, but just nod and say, Okay, that's fine. And I confirm that he's okay and doesn't need help. About an hour later, it's lunchtime and I make the daily mistake of asking the kids what sounds good for lunch. Almost all of them shout that they want ravioli for lunch. At this point, I had already forgotten what the one boy had told me, but as soon as I stood up to go to the kitchen and tell the other employee what they wanted, that same little boy said my name and smiled at me when I looked at him. It was weird, sure, but... He's like four, so I just smiled back and moved on. I walked into the kitchen and told the other employee that we had 12 orders for ravioli. She goes to look in the cabinet, and sure enough, we were out of ravioli. Now, this may not seem weird to a few people out there, but to me it was really strange. We have our groceries delivered twice a week, and we always... "'Have ravioli, because it's seemingly a high-demand item for our kids. "'It's something they can all eat and they all like it. "'It's pretty much on par with macaroni and cheese for us. "'We always have it.' "'My co-worker went and checked her phone for the grocery order, "'and, come to find out, "'she had accidentally forgotten to order it the day before, "'and didn't realize that we were completely out.' Now, I know some people will say that he may have overheard someone mention it, or he may have come into the kitchen and saw that there was no ravioli. But we honestly hadn't discussed it, and were both surprised by us being out. On top of that, the lunch items are head height for me, so a four-year-old boy would not have been able to get to them. I have no honest idea how he knew we were out of ravioli, but... He knew. And it was kind of weird. And yeah, I know this is a boring glitch, but to me it's crazy because it makes no sense. Either way, we now have a note on the cupboard to always order ravioli. And I jokingly wrote, If you think we're out, just go ask his name on the note. Thankfully, he hasn't given us any more lunchtime premonitions, though. I have always been a huge fan of Glitch in the Matrix stories. I've read all the posts on the subreddits, and I've listened to several podcasts that cover them, but I've never had something happen to me until today. And I know it may be a really dumb glitch, or not as creepy as what other people have shared, but it's my glitch, and I'm more than excited to share it with you. Okay, so... To start it out, I live alone with myself and my two cats. My two cats couldn't have had anything to do with what happened, and you'll understand why I say that here soon. So, the other day I was off work for a couple of days, due to having to take my vacation time, and I decided that I would stay up late watching scary movies. This is always a terrible idea for me, as I freak out easily and get incredibly paranoid about every little sound. During my movie watching session, I did what almost everyone does. I made myself a bag of popcorn. My preference is the extra butter kind, and it's the only kind that I buy for myself. I know that doesn't sound relevant, but it is. Anyways, I make my popcorn and I'm sitting on my couch eating it from the bag and watching some B-rated horror movie when I hear a loud sound coming from my bedroom, just up the stairs. Obviously, being upstairs, you would think that I would be smart enough to know that it wasn't someone breaking in or anything, but I was still kind of freaked out, and I grabbed my baseball bat that sits by the door and started up the stairs. I get up to my room, and see that my cat knocked down my alarm clock, meaning that I was just being paranoid, of course. I take a deep breath, I let out an angry sigh at my cat, and decided that I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick while I'm up here, and while my movie is paused. I do my business, come out, scold my cat for scaring me, Jokingly, of course, I didn't really scold him or get mad, and I head back down. I get to the couch, sit down, put my hand in the bag of popcorn, and put it in my mouth. And lo and behold, the popcorn changed. It was now the cheddar cheese-flavored popcorn, instead of my normal extra butter. I know for a fact that it was not cheddar cheese before I went upstairs, because I personally hate the cheese-flavored kind, and I would have noticed at some point before I had eaten half the bag. I take it to the kitchen, and I dump it into a bowl to make sure that the one kernel wasn't just cheesy somehow, or something like that, and the entirety of what is left is bright orange in color, meaning that it is cheese-flavored. I look at the bag it's in, and it's marked as cheese, I grab the box from the pantry, and it is marked as cheese. Now, I know what some people will say. They'll make a comment that I just bought the wrong kind and didn't notice. But that's not possible. One, I am very particular about my popcorn, like I said. But two, this was not the first bag from this box that I had eaten. It was the fourth of twelve in the box, meaning that there were eight in the box, and I had already eaten three others. At no point in time did any of the popcorn that I ate taste like cheddar, because again, I don't like that flavor. So, thanks to the Matrix, and I guess because I got up and checked out the sound, I'm now stuck with little over half a box of cheese-flavored popcorn that I thoroughly dislike. I have no idea how or why it happened, but I guess the Matrix just wanted to mess with me in a super mundane way. Either way, that's my glitch, and it's my only glitch at this point. Hopefully nothing else changes, because groceries are expensive nowadays, and I don't want to have to go rebuy things just because our reality's programmers are tricksters. This all happened a long time ago, on a random Friday at a local skating rink. This was way back when skating rinks were the big things for the young people that wanted to get away from home for a while. I don't know if anyone that will hear this story will understand what I mean, because it feels like it was so long ago, but it was a thing that totally used to happen. Not relevant, but... It really feels like the late 90s were a hundred years ago. Maybe that's because time has felt like it's flown by in the blink of an eye. Anyways, I would go to the rink every Friday night, and I would meet up with my girlfriends, and we would just have an awesome night with each other. For the most part, it was typically myself, Tiffany, and Amy that would meet up and we would spend the whole time flirting with the guys that were our age and skating around to the music. On this particular night, all of us met up as normal, and we got into doing what we normally did. I wasn't really feeling the best. I was in a weird mood, so I didn't really want to skate around. But Tiffany and Amy were really feeling it, so... They were out on the rink while I sat on the bench with some other girls But I really wasn't having a great time I was feeling kind of dizzy and sick at the same time Amy and Tiffany skated over to me and asked me if I was okay I told them that I wasn't doing great They both asked me if I wanted them to call my mom to come get us At first, I was against it I didn't want to ruin their night just because I wasn't feeling well, but then, after a few minutes of still feeling dizzy, I decided that we should go ahead and do so. Tiffany went over to the front desk and used the phone to call my mom, and told her that I was sick and that we needed to be picked up. After they called, they came back to me and said that my mom was on her way, and that it would be about 20 minutes, so... They were going to go out and skate for a little while longer while we waited. I told them that I was going to go ahead and wait out front of the rink for her, and they said that they would just meet me out front. I went and turned in my skates, and then walked over to sit on the bench outside of the skating rink. The whole time I was sitting there, I felt like I was getting so dizzy and tired that I could barely keep my eyes open. I felt like I was about to pass out and collapse. I propped myself up against the building and just sat there, breathing heavily and feeling miserable. After a few minutes, I felt a hand shake me awake, which meant that I must have dozed off for at least a few moments, and when I opened my eyes, it was my mom. She asked me if I was okay, and after telling her that I was seriously feeling sick... She told me to wait there and that she would be right back with my friends. Within a few moments, she walked back out with Amy, but not Tiffany. I asked where Tiffany was, and they both kind of looked at me funny. I mentioned that my mom had brought all three of us up to the rink that evening, that it was myself, Tiffany, and Amy, as it always was. She then said that Tiffany didn't come with us that time. I was beyond confused. I remembered it being both Tiffany and Amy there with me. I remembered that it was Tiffany that went to call my mom to come get me. She told me that it was Amy that called, and again reiterated that it was just Amy with us that night, because Tiffany couldn't make it. This was so weird to me. I was beyond certain that it was the three of us. I remember Tiffany being there, but apparently she never was. I didn't bother to question it any further because I was still feeling sick, and I just thought that maybe I was wrong, but I am certain that it was the three of us. I have no idea how it all changed, how it changed from Amy and Tiffany being both there To just Amy. In the end, they were right. Tiffany wasn't able to make it that evening, but I personally remember things completely different. I guess it was just a weird thing that happened, or else I was in a completely different reality for a bit where they were both there, but then shifted I guess when I went outside? I really have no idea. It's the only time that something like this has ever happened to me. Thankfully, it was too weird for me to ever have something like this happen again. But hopefully your listeners can enjoy this strange thing that happened in my early teens. My story takes place in the San Bernardino Riverside, California area, And the crazy thing is, I'm not the only person who has experienced this type of thing in this exact same place. I wouldn't call it a glitch, but I literally stepped into another reality and was consciously aware of it as soon as it happened. To make a very long story as short as I can, I'd made a lot of bad decisions in my life leading up to this point, Which led me to fleeing from my anxieties literally across the country. Being from Florida, I escaped to California, thinking that I could just be more comfortable as far away from my home and its stresses that I could possibly get. I didn't really make any better decisions when I arrived in California. Consequently, The people I did meet, let's just say, did not have my health and well-being in mind. I found myself in a house in Riverside where these people were creating gold, literally gold, with borax, a torch, and some other base metals and ingredients. I was absolutely mind-blown because they were actually doing this. At some point, the police showed up, which is crazy, Because that's been happening a lot, it seems, everywhere I went. The police would show up, they would ask who I was, and then take a picture of me on their police iPhone. This probably happened at least 15 times, and every time they would not have me in their system. And I don't have an ID, so they take a picture and that's it, only for it to happen all over again and again. The police left after talking at the door for about five minutes, but consequently, the other people became hostile towards me, saying that I had been the reason the authorities had shown up. Which wasn't wrong, but I have no idea why. So, I'm now terrified of these people, and I fled the house on foot the first chance I got. I'm walking at a very fast pace, just trying to get far away from the residence as possible, but as the sun begins to rise in the morning, I begin to notice that Riverside now appears to be a literal urban ghost town. Everything is overgrown, all the concrete is broken and cracked, there's no running water anywhere, it was as if people had not been there for more than 20 years." I'm now super hungry and very, very thirsty, but I have no way of getting food or water for that matter. And then I'm struck with a paralyzing fear, because I noticed one of the people I had fled from riding a bicycle up and down the street looking for me. With no time to hide, I contemplated just straight running away as fast as I could, but I was literally paralyzed from fear, so... I just stood there, frozen. He rides up to me holding a takeout box and a Gatorade from some restaurant or food truck, which was odd, and he offered it to me. He then suggested that I should come with him and everything was going to be fine, and I should no longer worry. I wanted to eat the food so bad, it smelled amazing because all I could think of was chugging the Gatorade as I was super dehydrated. But... Intuitively, I knew that if I agreed with him and took what he was offering, nothing good would come from it. I stood there in anxiety and managed to mutter a no thank you, and to my surprise, this person simply cracked a crooked smile and rode away. I watched him for a quick second to be sure he was actually leaving, and then I turned in one step, 180 degrees, to head in the opposite direction that he was going. But in that one step, just that quick, I went from the riverside California that was overgrown, neglected, and abandoned, to I'm now standing in Oceanside, California, right on the ocean among the souvenir shops and bars. People are everywhere. I stood there trying to comprehend what had just happened, and I realized that I was still extremely thirsty so I start walking to the Oceanside bus slash train station, knowing it probably has at least a drinking fountain. As I enter the station, a random man sitting on a concrete ledge looks up at me as I passed him, and says, Hey bro, call your dad, he wants you to come home to Florida. I agreed. I was very much in shock, but the energy was no longer negative. I felt at ease and secure in this moment. After I drank my fill at the very lukewarm water fountain, I immediately walked into the nearest place, which was a Domino's Pizza, to ask to use the phone. She kindly handed me the store phone, I called my dad, and about an hour later I had a ticket for a greyhound back to Florida. I deliver newspapers very early in the morning. One morning in January of 2020, at about 3am, there was a fair amount of wind and light snow. I got out of my car to bring a newspaper to the porch for a handicapped customer. This customer had a flagpole in their yard, maybe about 20 feet tall. I looked up at the flag and gasped in shock. The flag was sticking out horizontally, which was to be expected because it was windy, as I said, and it had ripples in it, as happens when a flag flutters in the wind. But it was completely still. It was frozen in place. The best way I can describe it is that it was as if you were watching a video of a flag blowing in the wind, and then hit the pause button. Except this was real life. Not a video. Then, after I looked at it for about 10 seconds, it suddenly started moving normally again. Was there a glitch in the matrix that made time stop for several seconds above a certain height from the ground? And to answer any questions, I was not tired, this was not a dream. I don't drink or do drugs, and there was enough light from streetlights in the area that I could see the flag quite clearly. I don't have any good explanation for this. My husband and I drive to the country to buy raw milk every two weeks. It tastes better, and it's healthier. We got in the car. I was driving. Joe needs two big black coffees per day to function, so... We stopped at a fast food chain to get them. He drank one down fast, the empty went into the car cup holder, and one was in his hand and he was sipping. It was a nice sunny day and a pleasant 30 minute drive. When we got to the dairy farm, he placed his phone on the passenger seat floorboard and his half filled coffee cup in the empty cup holder closest to the passenger seat. He got out of the car to get the milk, and his phone rang. It was an important doctor call, so I lunged to pick it up from the passenger floorboard, and in the process, my hand hit the half-full coffee cup, and it fell over onto the beautiful white leather interior of my Cadillac. I saw the black liquid flow out of the upside-down cup, and I sprung into action. Hurriedly, I picked up the cup and replaced it in the holder, I threw open the driver door to get out and get a towel that I keep in the back seat. Joe was coming out with the milk and was wondering why I was running to his side of the car. I opened the passenger door, and the seat was utterly, completely, totally clean and dry. I stood there frozen, and he asked why I was freaking out. I saw it go all over the seat. We got in the car... I was amazed. Then I started looking into simulation theory and thanked God for saving my car seat. I did miss the phone call, though. So, lately, I've been hearing a lot of stories about breathing underwater. This is mine. When I was about 8 years old, I took swimming lessons. One of our lessons consisted of going as far down as you could into the deep end, which was 12 feet deep. There was maybe about 5 or 6 of us doing this. We would hold on to the side of the pool, take a deep breath, and then swim down as far as we can. I remember doing this, but maybe about 6 or 7 feet down... I started to realize I needed oxygen and could not go any further. But to my amazement, I took a breath and I was fine. Like, I actually breathed in water. There was no pain. It was like I was breathing in air. I opened my eyes and looked around underwater to see if anyone else was seeing this craziness. But everyone else was still doing their own thing and not paying attention to me. I thought I was losing my mind. It was like a dream. I couldn't believe it, but it was happening. As far as I can remember, I went down a few more feet, still breathing water. I'm almost certain that I didn't make the whole 12 feet because my ears started popping, so I quickly swam up to the surface. I looked at my swimming instructor who was standing over us waiting and making sure that we were okay, but I could tell by the look on her face that she obviously had no idea the craziness I had just went through. I still think about this every day, and I'm 27 now. I know that this happened. I don't tell many people because I don't want to seem crazy, but I promise that this happened... And hearing other people share their versions of breathing underwater, it definitely inspired me to share my story. So, thanks for listening. Don't be scared to share your stories. Crazy, unbelievable things do happen. And there are people out there who will believe you. There are two times in my life where I had a dream that played out in real life hours after waking up. The first time was eight and a half years ago. It was the night before my ninth birthday, where I dreamt that a girl in my third grade sat to my left at lunch. She said, I'm going to sit by the birthday girl today. The day subsequently after the dream, the same exact thing happened. The same girl came to my lunch table, sat to my left, and said the same thing about sitting next to me, the birthday girl. I comment how that was in my dream last night, and then went on with the rest of my day. Then, a week ago, a similar thing happened. I had a dream of a certain scene from the show Degrassi The Next Generation, where a character named Ziggs stole money from a student council booth, and his friends confronted him about it in the music room of the school. After waking up, it was Labor Day, which meant that I didn't have college classes. So, the night before, I set my alarm earlier than usual so I could finally get caught up on laundry, since I had been busy over the last few weeks. After waking up, I didn't remember the dream at first, but I decided to watch Degrassi in the background while doing laundry. There's a channel on Pluto TV that plays all of the over 300 episodes of the show, chronologically, on repeat. After watching a little bit of the show, I remember the dream that I'd had the night before, and I found it funny that even in my dreams, I'm addicted to the show. As the episode goes on, I start to notice that certain plot points are appearing to hint at the scene from my dream. I've watched the show a lot, so I started to piece together that the scene from my dreams was coming soon. Some of the episodes are in two parts, so when I started watching about halfway through part one, I knew what was about to happen in part two. When I saw the exact scene play out... Of the character Zig being confronted by his friends about the money that he took from the student council booth in the music room, I was so shocked. The fact that it was one in over 300 episodes of the show playing within an hour of me being awake, that I saw, it blows my mind. And the fact that if I hadn't woken up early to tend to laundry, then I wouldn't have seen it live on the show it makes me wonder about what else I may have dreamt that came true without my knowledge, or if I didn't remember the predictive dream. This happened in 2006. I'd bought some footless tights, and I opened the pack on my bed. What fell out of the pack... It was just the foot off-cuts from the tights and no actual tights. In disbelief, I texted my friend about what had happened and we had a laugh about it. I waited until the next day to return them and in the morning reached into the carrier bag to grab the receipt with the intention of returning this ridiculously faulty product. It wasn't there and I was certain that I hadn't removed it, and the other item that I'd purchased, a skirt, was still inside, unworn. I definitely had a receipt, I know this, because when i tried to leave the shop, the alarm went off, because the assistant had forgotten to remove the security tag from the skirt. I presented that receipt and remembered dropping it back into the bag. I turned my room upside down, and it was nowhere to be found. I hadn't taken it into any other room in the flat, as it was a shared student accommodation, and I never really used the communal rooms much. Plus, I was living a minimalist existence, so it couldn't have been lost in clutter. So, I accepted that I would be left with just the feet of a pair of footless tights, A few days later, I was vacuuming my room and I pulled up the mat next to my bed, and there right under it was the receipt, and it was wet and soggy. I could barely read the writing on it. To my knowledge, I hadn't spilled anything on the rug, and I don't remember moving the rug during my search. None of this has ever made sense to me, I never did get my tights refunded, and I just ended up using them as socks. Last night, after finishing cleaning my kitchen and bathroom, I got ready for bed. I sat down to call my parents, and I hit my vape. After hanging up, I laid down and put my vape to the right of my pillow as per usual. I started playing a game on my phone, and I hit my vape a few times. I stopped playing the game, and I messaged a few friends. I had not left my bed at all, and I was winding down after a few hours of cleaning, as I said, and I just wanted to relax. So, I went to grab my vape next to the pillow and it was gone. No big deal. There's plenty of memes about having to stand up and look for them every 15 minutes if you're sitting or lying down. So, I proceed with the normal drill. I sat up, picked up my pillows, peeked behind the headboard and see if it slipped on the ground, but no dice. Next, I stood up, took my blanket off, and shook it out to no avail, and... I proceeded to do the same with my top sheet. I was getting weirded out by now because it was nowhere in my immediate area, so I started looking behind and inside the bedside table, on the floor. I went into the kitchen in my spare room. I finally came back into the room and thought, oh, right, I didn't check my dresser. The reason for that is that I really had no reason to. I barely touched the top of it, and had pulled clean pajamas out of my hamper. I had grabbed some antiperspirant about three hours prior, but I had since hit my vape, and I know that I hadn't set it there. I have a lamp on my dresser that's base has about a one-inch lip around it, so you could possibly put stuff there that you pull out of your pocket and don't want to lose. My vape is sitting there on-slash-in- the base of the lamp. I have no idea how it got there. I wasn't wearing pants with pockets at all today, and it's just not a place that I would put something I'm planning on using. I was completely sober when this happened, and I have an annoyingly accurate memory of minute details of things. I don't know if this would count as a time slip, like it could have happened where I went from lying down to putting my vape on the lamp to lying back down and not experienced it. Also, I don't really believe in the paranormal to the extent that I would think some entity moved it. Could I have simply put it there and forgot? I guess that's possible, but the entire thing just feels off. Before my shift starts, I wanted to go get some gas and a Red Bull, so I went to the gas station by my house that I go to basically every day. Now, this gas station is pretty small, and it's always been the same cashier there every day, or at least every time that I go. I really only go to this gas station out of the sheer convenience of how close it is, because there's something about the cashier that... I just can't explain. Every time I make eye contact with him, my fight or flight begins to go off in the smallest amount. This has never happened to me with another person unprovoked. It's just always a super strange experience interacting with this guy. Anyways, I pull into the gas station, and as I'm walking up to the place, I notice the cashier in his car at a pump. I can remember it so well just because I'd never seen him in his car, never mind outside the register area. So, I just noted it and that was that. He then pulled out of the gas station basically right after I walked by him. As I was walking up to the store, I remember wondering who the cashier would be because I had never seen anyone else behind the register. I could see their head, and I could tell it was a dude, but his back was to me. As I walk into the store, I look over, and lo and behold, it is the exact freaking cashier as normal, and also the same exact person that I saw drive away less than ten seconds ago. I was immediately freaked out, but I kind of brushed it off and thought that I had to be seeing things, as I'd had kind of a long night before. I grab a Red Bull, hand him a 20, and I say to put the rest on my pump. But when I looked into his eyes, I felt like a deer in headlights. I don't know why, I pretty much forgot what I was doing and just started to walk out of the store after seeing that he put the money on my pump. Walking away without my Red Bull, he goes, Hey, don't you want the drink you just paid for? and starts laughing super hard in a way that just gave me the chills. It wasn't a creepy or abnormal laugh, but the way he did it made me feel like he knew something. Like he was in on a joke, and was not laughing about me forgetting my Red Bull. I can't explain it. I grab my bull piss flavored energy drink and I get the hell out of there, freaking the hell out. Because... Now I'm 100% positive that I saw this dude two times in two different places in less than 10 seconds. And for some freaking reason, I feel like he knew. So, I've been following this sub for a while but I've never posted any supposed glitches that have happened to me because I doubt my memory a lot. However, these two things happened only a day apart, and I'm 100% certain that I'm not just remembering wrong or going crazy. The first glitch has to do with a pair of my favorite socks. They have frogs on them, and I love them. I specifically remember being really sad a couple of months ago, because one sock out of the pair had gotten a hole in the toe. That feeling bothers me a lot, so I stopped wearing that pair of socks. A couple of days ago, going through my socks to throw away ones that don't fit, have holes, etc., I came across my frog socks again. But, they're both completely fine. No hole in the toe. I know it was these socks that had a hole because they're my only frog socks, and I loved them so much. It was weird, but also really cool because now I can wear one of my favorite socks again. Thanks, universe. This glitch was less than 24 hours after the socks. On my hour lunch break, I usually get fast food sit in my truck to eat it, and then go to the gas station for a drink and snack to last me the rest of my shift. That day, I wanted a Mountain Dew and one of those smaller cans of Pringles. I specifically wanted the sour cream and onion green can. The flavors are on different shelf heights, and the green can is on the very bottom shelf. I know that I grabbed the green can because... I squatted all the way down to grab it off of the bottom shelf. I set my two things on the counter to be rang up. I remember spacing out just a bit, just staring at the card reader until the transaction went through. When I saw remove card, I kind of snapped out of my spacey feeling and went to grab my two things. But my chip can was red. The original Pringle flavor. That flavor is on a whole different shelf. I know I grabbed the green one, but it was suddenly red. I just shook it off and left with my stuff because I didn't want the employees or other customers to think I was crazy. I've never had glitches this apparent that I am so, so sure of. I know it isn't just bad memory, but I feel crazy. I don't know what else to do other than post it here and see if anyone else finds it weird or has an explanation. A quick backstory. Weird things have always occurred in my apartment. I posted a few years ago about something that happened with my partner being in my apartment going to the restroom and slamming the door angrily, only to have him walk through the front door a few minutes later. You can't escape from the bathroom window, there are bars on it, and the neighbors would hear the commotion. Also, having things end up in random spots, like my cell phone on the stove, cabinets wide open, remotes that were next to me a minute ago ending up on the table, etc. Yes, I do have a carbon monoxide detector that works. No, I don't have any history of mental illness like schizophrenia, nor does my family, because everyone had asked that in my story a few years ago here. I was recently hospitalized this year from surgery that was supposed to be a safe procedure that people heal quickly from. After the surgery... I went through a traumatic experience. But what made my recovery worse was remembering what happened in my apartment a few years earlier. About three, almost four years ago, I had a day off from school. So, I was just relaxing at home watching a movie on Netflix. I went to the bathroom, came back out to the living room, and halfway through… I was pretty much blinded by a bright light, and it stunned me to where I could not move at all. I could just stand still in my tracks. I heard extremely loud yet muffled voices, and I felt like I couldn't breathe, but like if someone or something else was breathing for me because my chest was expanding so much, but I know that I wasn't inhaling or exhaling. Then I heard a loud... Okay, it's going up. And then I come to and scream out loud, What the hell? I had to sit down on the couch and just grasp what happened. It was the middle of the day, so I know I wasn't sleeping, and I know how sleep paralysis feels. So now, years later, after my surgery, it's a few hours afterward and they're giving me a small meal, broth and jello, to eat. In the middle of eating, I start to feel weird. I'm extremely weak and tingly, and thankfully there are two of my nurses in front of me typing up my notes, and I tell them that something is wrong. I lay back a bit, and then I feel my arms droop and hear one of them say, I'm calling it. They lower my bed, and I'm getting weaker and sleepier. I see more hospital staff run in, And one of them asking me, what are you looking at? To me, as I look up at the bright lights above my hospital bed. Then I start feeling my throat close up and I begin freaking out, gasping for air. And a nurse starts pumping me with air manually. I start to feel less tingly and breathe better on my own. And I hear someone say, okay, it's going up now. I was told in the ICU that during surgery, they had severed an artery and I lost almost seven pints of blood. I'm grateful that I didn't die, but did I have a a premonition, a glitch, or something of what happened a few months ago over a year ago? Okay, so I got a Scarlet Witch Funko gifted to me a while back. I adore that Funko and would have it on display in my room. A couple months after it was gifted to me, I moved apartment with my grandma's help. When we are getting to the new apartment, she's carrying my box with my Funkos inside. A very small collection, around seven at the time, if I'm not mistaken. She looks down at the box and then straight up into my eyes with this huge regret look on her face, so I asked her what's wrong. She picks up Wanda from the box and I see, her original box is all smashed, maybe another box or some furniture was placed on top. I was mad at first, but I can't be mad at my grandma, you know, so I just opted to keep her out of her original box and throw the original box out since it was really damaged. Fast forward a couple of months, and I'm moving again, this time by myself, no help. I pack everything up, and I load it into my car. I get to my new apartment and start unpacking. I open the box containing my Funkos, and the first thing I see right at the top is the Scarlet Witch inside of her box. It looked kind of damaged, but not as I remember. I thought to myself, you know, maybe I didn't actually get rid of the original box or something. I finish unpacking the rest of them, and right at the very bottom of the box, I see her. Wanda. Looking right into my eyes, boxless as I actually remember seeing her for the last time. I took a second thinking maybe I confused the first Funko, but... Nope, also Wanda. I start thinking, you know, maybe there is an explanation to this. So I called Grandma thinking maybe she felt bad for what happened, so she tried to actually replace the original, but just as I thought, Grandma has no idea where or how to purchase a Funko Pop, nor does she have the money to buy one. She's been struggling financially, and I've been helping her, plus... Even if it was her, I packed that box myself, alone, in my previous apartment, and it was by my side all the way to my new apartment where I unpacked it also by myself. One thing that is very important to clarify is that both versions of the Funko Pop are imported from the same store, meaning they were not purchased in my home country. The sticker is even placed on the same corner of the box, if I remember correctly. Now, I'm kind of scared that the me from another dimension is missing his Funko Pop. My Glitch in the Matrix story happened about a year or so ago, It's kind of a shorter series of events, and I haven't told many people about it, but I see it fit in this instance. So, back in 2021, on a random day of the week, which I don't remember, I was doing my makeup sat at my vanity in the morning. I'm a makeup artist, so that's usually where I am. Important detail to keep in mind is that my makeup vanity faces opposite my window to the backyard, so with my curtains rolled up, I can see a majority of my backyard. I also happen to have two tiny storage sheds right outside my window. That morning, about a half hour into my makeup routine, I saw my mom walking outside towards the shed located closest to my room. I wondered why she was going to that shed specifically, as it's my dad's shed with tools and things in it to cut the grass. While I was quietly observing, I saw her open the steel latch of the shed, she proceeds to go inside for a while, and then comes back out with nothing. I thought maybe she needed something, and my dad may have told her where to look for it. About a good 20 seconds passed when she came out. She closed the door but didn't lock it, which means that she probably needed to go back there later, but that rarely happens. Anyway, cut to later that day, my curiosity got the best of me, so I asked her what she was doing in the shed that morning. To my surprise, she said that she never went to the shed at all, and I told her... You must have forgotten that you did, because I saw you right outside my window this morning, in Dad's shed. She kept telling me she never went in there, and we were going back and forth arguing about it. I was entirely convinced that she did, knowing exactly what I saw that morning. My mom, somewhat trying to believe and wrap her head around what I was saying, decided that the best option to figure this out would be to go and check that the shed was in fact locked in her defense. As we both went outside, we heard the quiet tin bangs that usually occur when the shed doors are open and the wind moves them. As we walked to my dad's shed, she goes to pull the latch and, what do you know, the shed door was open. It felt relieving that what I saw was in fact proven for itself in that moment, but that quickly changed when my mom realized what I was saying must have been right. We didn't know how to explain it when telling my dad about it, and even between ourselves discussing it. I believe it was some kind of glitch, or at least that's what it felt like. But that's my glitch in the Matrix story, so thank you for reading. I moved to the state that I live in during my junior year almost 19 years ago. In high school, I met Jane and we quickly became really great friends. Her family was like my second family, her little brothers like my own. I would often go to her house because of how much land they had for privacy. It was around a very prominent bend on the road, so you had to be careful to not miss the entrance to our driveway. I also met my partner in high school, so we all knew each other. This backstory will make sense in a bit. Fast forward to now, my partner and I have two awesome kids. N, five female, and J, three months old. N had attended a little academy before she started Catholic school. Once we found out I was pregnant with Jay, we decided it would be good for N to go back the summer before Catholic school began again. Now, I always like running my GPS anywhere I go, despite knowing how to get to places, just to avoid any traffic jams and to make sure that I'm taking the fastest route. So... While driving in to summer school, for some unusual reason, my GPS was bringing me down Jane's old street. I didn't really think twice about it since her parents sold the house. However, when it became more than a one time occurrence, I tried finding Jane's old house out of nostalgia and being nosy, as to check the condition of the house. Instead, I found myself in confusion, because after the prominent bend in the main road, the house's driveway was nowhere to be found. I was met with a very large and newer looking house, with a driveway a lot further down than the one I remembered. I mentioned this to my partner, and he remembered her house driveway the same as me around the bend, slowed down to make the right into a hidden driveway that was impossible, considering the way the new house was placed and the placement of the new driveway. I did some digging on the interwebs, and I found that the house I was seeing now was built ten years after I moved to this state, while they still occupied the home. When looking for her information, it showed her house was off on another street located a lot further back than the new house I was seeing. It would have required me to make a right down a street that I've never been on to just to get to her old house, despite the fact that it was always visible from the road. The old house isn't slightly visible from the road now. Furthermore, when looking up her name online, it shows three different addresses. Two different street names, one is the name of the main road, and the other a completely different name, leading to the same house in the back of the main road on Google Maps, and the other one to the new house with the name of the main road. I have no idea what the hell is going on. I had gone to her house so many times. She would have bonfires that could be seen from the road at night. This new house looks nothing like the house that I remember. So much so that the placement of the house doesn't even sit the way the other house sat. There was a shed that I remember, and this house doesn't have one at all. We're not in contact anymore for reasons that are irrelevant, so I can't reach out to ask her, but I'm having such a difficult time grasping what happened to the old house. It's absolutely wild, and I'm at a loss." So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.